Welcome to the Real Producers Partners Podcast. This podcast is done in conjunction with Real Producers St. Louis, Metro East, New Orleans, Baltimore, Chesapeake Bay, and West Valley, Arizona. It focuses on our top real estate performers and partners who support real estate and home services, their successes, stories, and challenges. Your host is Ken Tucker, Marketing Solution Architect at Changescape Web. The Real Producers Partners podcast is produced by Changescape Web. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Real Producers Partners podcast. My name's Ken Tucker with Changescape Web, and today I have Diane Carson, who is the president and owner of Promo Experts LLC, also a real producer partner for both St. Louis and New Orleans. Welcome, Diane. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you. I always like talking marketing. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we were chatting before this started. It was... yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about your background and a little bit about your company. Well, been in business with this particular company, Promo Experts, for seven years. Prior to that, I had a business partner and we had a full-blown outsourced marketing department is how we build ourselves for 20 years. We started way back when before the internet started. So that's that shows you how long I've been doing this, <laughs> dating myself where we help primarily manufacturers with uh, all of their marketing needs, websites, trifolds, new uh, sales sheets, whatever it was. As marketing changed, then so did we change our offerings and we grew along with with our clients. So when my business partner decided to retire, my part of the business was public relations, and I I love to help our clients with their trade shows, with their booths, their graphics, their giveaways, that kind of thing. So I thought, oh, I'd really like promotional side. So I do focus on the promotional product side of marketing, but I do have a a few retainer clients where I I help them with marketing strategy. And then uh, I come up with a one-page marketing action plan. And then we come up with a couple of goals and some initiatives. And I do the initiatives for them while they focus on running their business. So How's the trade show business been lately? Is it starting to come back? It's starting to pick up. I'm getting a a lot more people calling me for what's the latest and greatest I can give away at a trade show. I want to be the only one there with a phone holder that looks like a pair of hands or whatever the heck it is they want. And actually, I was in a, a trade show earlier this year. There were a few more booths there and a few more people that came in person. I think it's still going to take another probably year before things get back to the way they were, primarily because a lot of people, they like Zoom. The economy, the way it is, it's quite inexpensive just to put together a Zoom trade show. So um, then every other year, you don't have it in person, that kind of thing. Just with the cost of airfare and kind Mm -hmm. of craziness around trying to fly these days. Right. Yeah. You know when you're going to be delayed, how long that luggage mm-hmm. is going to show up and mm-hmm. all that. So. Yes, if it shows up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What do you like most about your business? I love helping people. I just love to see my clients succeed and move to the next level You know, in marketing. And I think the difference between the marketing strategy side and the promotional product side, why I love that side so much, is that people just love to see their logo on anything. The warm fuzzy that you get 
they're so thrilled to get that in their hand compared to the marketing strategy side where we might do a e-newsletter or we may do a direct mail campaign or because direct mail is dead. And then they say, well, the day afterwards, well, I didn't get one phone call. Well, no, because <laughs> nothing happens overnight. Right. So I, I really find the appreciative side of the promotional products and the fun side, um, I just really enjoy that. Do you work with uh, like a really a comprehensive strategy around a trade show? Mm -hmm. Just yeah. standing there at the booth and giving yeah. away your promotional product isn't isn't enough. Right. right. Well, it isn't just for trade shows. For instance, I was on a call this morning and I'm on a committee for Feed My People and they're holding a, a gala in uh, November and uh, they said, we'd like to have a premium at each pe person's plate. What would, do you, would you think be a good premium? And so we discussed, oh, what would they like to give? What do they think their target market would enjoy? Well, we came up with a nice wine glass with a, their logo on it. It's more strategic than it is, oh, I want to put a pen at everybody's plate. Well, why? Are you going to have 100 pens left because people got so many of them? Then actually not too long ago, she was a, um, a realtor and she said, oh, I, I'd like a thousand koozies. I think she was buying and a thousand pens. And I said, a thousand of each? What are you going to do with these? And she said, well, I've got a real producer's happy hour. And I, and I said, no, no, no. There's no way you're going you're going to give away a thousand of each item. And I said, you're going to have boxes left in your closet two years from now, and you're going to be really angry at me. So I just sell them. I could have sold her a thousand of each and not said anything. I just like to be part of a team. And I, I like to, I like to work with the people and say, why, why do you want this? What are you going to use it for? That kind of thing. Absolutely. Cool. More consultative, I guess, than selling. Yeah, I think that's critical. I'm more on the digital side of marketing and a lot of people come to me and they they ask for something specific like doing social media and it's why do you want to do social media mm -hmm. on that channel? right right and it may or may not be the best fit i mean we really do need to do that marketing strategy component right. first right and who the ideal customers are where they're spending time online or or offline and really design a program specifically that aligns with that so mm -hmm. yeah absolutely you're not really adding value. Just do what the client wants. You can do what the client wants, but you can right. go that step further and you can maybe talk them through it when yeah. a light bulb will go on and they'll go, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I've got a good friend of mine who refers to this as uh, hire somebody who, who knows marketing strategy instead of a tool. Right, and right. There are way too many people who are, their, mo their motive is to sell you the solution that's mm -hmm. Not the solution that's right for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So that's the like consultative approach is the way I like to work. I'm glad mm -hmm. to hear that that's the way you work as well. So cool. Yeah, I just don't want people to be annoyed at me when they have like hundreds of whatever it is they've ordered. <laughs> exactly. Everybody gives out pins. I mean, mm -hmm. so why do you want to? Why do you want to be like everybody else? You know. Well, pens are okay, except make sure it's a good pen because right. if it isn't a good pen, it's just going to get pitched. Yeah. You're wasting your money. Now, I have a nice pen and people actually come and ask me if I have any pens, any of my pens. Yeah. So, and they really like it. It's over a dollar a pen. But if you're just giving out a 30 cent pen, no one's going to come and ask you. They're going to run out of ink. They're, they'll, if it's a plunger, it's going to break or whatever. So it's like anything else. You know, yeah. you get what you pay for. Or worse, it's going to leak. In right. Pocket right. Or pocket yeah. Board. 
So what do you see as some of the biggest challenges for your customers, but also for your business? Well, for my business, uh, and I just ran into this again the other day, the internet is a huge, huge wall that I come up against. People will ask me for a, a quote, but then they'll go online and um, I don't know, it'll be cheaper or whatever. But I think what they don't realize is you have to know how to have your, you know, what artwork to have your, your logo in. You know, you're going to need a vector image. And then, you know, a lot of these online sites, they come up and say like Vistaprint, you know, you go to buy a business card and you end up buying the coffee cup and the, <laughs> and, the and the placemat and the whatever. So um I just feel like, you know, the internet is just a really, a really big, because then in the end, what I'm really selling is a commodity rather than, rather than me and my expertise. So I try to point out to them, you know, that I'm really giving them a gift of time because I spend the time going on there doing the research. Right. But, um, you know, when somebody says, well, I can get it cheaper on the internet, I usually will match prices. Um, I try to, uh, you know, not all the time because, you know, sometimes it's just not feasible, but most of the time I'll, I'll match prices, but um, I wish they'd come to me first, you know, so I'm usually trying to get them out of, well, it said I had to have my logo in this format and then it said this and it said that. And actually I had a client, she wanted a table throw. So she said, oh, I get it cheaper online. And in the end, instead of it being what we call sublimated, where the ink is actually into the fabric and they come out beautiful and they're washable and everything else, this tablecloth came back to her and the lettering was just glued on. So <laughs> and in the picture, it looked like it was actually printed into the fabric. But it's a challenge for me to try to tell them those stories. She's telling me that because well, she don't want me to buy off the internet. So that's a shame because you also know the quality of a lot of the mm -hmm. I do, yeah. vendors. It's hard to discern that when you're looking at commodities. You know, look great. Of course, yes. they look great. So, <laughs> yeah. Somebody said to me the other day, "Oh, they're such a big company," and I just laughed. I said, "No, I know it's only one person. Well, they've got a website. Well, maybe they do, but sometimes you could really make those websites look like you're a big corporate giant." So. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's marketing. <laughs> Absolutely. So what do you see as some of the challenges for your clients? Staying within budget. Sometimes they have a, what they call that, a champagne taste on a beer budget. So <laughs> I have to figure out something that's as good a quality, that's as neat, and it will get them as excited as something that maybe costs $5, and maybe I have to bring it down to like $2. And the other thing right now is the supply chain. Right. And you know, a lot of them will wait till the last minute. And I keep telling, no, 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 no. Because what shows that they have inventory in today, tomorrow, that did happen to us, actually. Overnight, they all went, this one item that a client wanted. And wow. uh, we had to go hunting again for something similar. But it wasn't nearly as nice as what they had picked out. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think the challenge is figuring out how much do they want to spend and then also when is the right time to order it and just not wait till the last minute. One of the things that I always talk to clients about is this concept that I refer to as small batch lumpy mail. Mm -hmm. Yes. Especially if you don't have a large budget, mm -hmm. you need to be laser focused in what you're trying to accomplish and you need to get something past a gatekeeper. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's tactile and not just an envelope, it's going to have a much better opportunity. 
at the same time, it can't just be anything. It should be something that represents their business, their product, their service, their right. personality, right. whatever. So, yeah, what what are your thoughts about that? Do you still see that working pretty well? Oh, absolutely. Another good thing is that don't send it to the U.S. mail. Send it U- UPS if, if you can swing it, you know, in your budget. Yeah. Use UPS because a lot of times a UPS package won't get opened by anybody other than the person that it's it's directed to. So just be sure you have the right name. I mean, obviously, if you're sending a highly targeted piece, you need to know that it's going to the right person. I have a client who works with nonprofits to help them with uh, whatever issue they have. They've got a whole stable full of consultants that can help them, whether it's accounting or marketing or, you know, whatever it is. And I'm working with them and we're sending out this really cute, it's a paperweight. It's these little magnetic guys. So it's almost like a toy that somebody could play with on their desk. Okay. We're either going to leave, use them as a leave behind, but we are, we're planning on a mailing where we're going to put them in a padded envelope. Yeah. Anything that's a toy or tactile, something that they can play with or, you know, hold on to, then yeah, bulky packages have always been good. Always. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the great thing about it is there's a concept called the Dream 100. That may be your ideal list, but take it in bite-sized chunks. So mm-hmm. you can do 10, 20. Ten at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, but make sure you follow up with phone calls. And if you're expecting results just from one contact, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Well, years ago, we used to say it takes seven touches before someone makes a buying decision. Yeah. I think nowadays, it's more like 20. Social media. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever it is. And then maybe they'll see something about you in a newspaper or they'll see your name in an ad or whatever it is. That's what we call a touch. So it's worth seeing your name all over the place. But yeah, it's way more now. Yeah, it is, especially for the more expensive a product or service is. Restaurants probably ultimately still have that amount, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't seem like it. I think I saw a statistic that there are like 36 touches on average for mm-hmm. when people purchase a car. You're right. It's just not the seven that it used to be. Absolutely. And then people rely on testimonials these days, too. If you can get testimonials from you. And the way sometimes how I've done it in the past, I will write the testimonial because I don't want them all to say, oh, great customer service. Right. I want them to say different things. So I will write it and say, I'm looking for testimonials to add to my website. Is this what you would say about me and my, my service? And they would yeah. say, sure, great, go for it. So that way it's already done. Because if you wait for them to write it, you'll wait. Sometimes you'll wait forever. And likewise, getting Google reviews or other Mm -hmm. review sites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the only thing with Google reviews is that they have to write that. Same with LinkedIn. They can cut and paste whatever it is you say. So you're making the job easier. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. Plus, from an SEO perspective, you're also providing details about the product or service instead of just that general. I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but Google is starting to get a little bit more sophisticated where they're asking, how would you rate somebody on price or this or that? And there are several few solutions that are out there, but still, when you kind of control the process, you're going to have better results. Not to say that you shouldn't ever review gate with an online strategy. I mean, you need to let reviews happen organically. And the best way to keep bad reviews from happening is to deliver stellar products and services. Right. And if even if you do get a bad review, you write back immediately. So that that happened, I'll certainly look into it, come back, yeah. come back and however you, you know you want to be polite about it. 
Don't just ignore it. And take it offline. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so um, send them a, what we call a tchotchke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where do you see yourself in five years? Well, I've been doing this for seven years. Now it took every bit of five years to get going. I kind of broke even, but the last two years have really been pretty good. So I really want to stay, hang in there another five years, I'm thinking, and really build it up to the point where I really want repeat customers because in the promotional industry, that's what you're looking for. Because once you've done the research and they love what they have to give away, then they'll just keep coming back. And so I really would like to have, where we're obviously, referrals and um, more repeat business and then that way I can probably go sit on a beach somewhere with my laptop <laughs> and just place the order so yeah, yeah absolutely well that's what I love about what I do is as long as I have access to the internet yeah my dad lives in Scotland and I've gone over there many times and worked from over there it's just a different time change so I always call it my European office yeah a lot of times people don't even know I'm there. That's nice. Repeat business is really critical. Anything that you can do to reactivate a past customer, it just saves the cost yeah. of customer acquisition. It's always cheaper to market to current customers than it is to find a new one. It always has to be. Talk a little bit about uh, the marketing strategy work that you do. Can you just kind of go into a little bit more detail on, on what you do and, and who you work with? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I I meet with, you know, somebody says, oh, I, I really need help with my marketing. I'm falling behind. I want to build my business. So, you know, whatever it is, um, I'll meet with them and say, well, what have you tried in the past? What's been successful for you? Um, what's your current situation? Where do you want to be like in six months time? Because it's going to take six months to, you know, to really ramp up. Plus it's a huge learning curve for me. And then we discuss what their goals are and two goals, because you really can't have more than two goals, really focus. And then um, we have a list of initiatives and um, I become responsible for making sure those initiatives are, are, are carried through. So I'm not a web designer, but I do work with web designers. And I know which web designer would be good for this particular whoever I'm meeting with. And so I'll project manage. I'm a writer, so I write newsletters, I write blogs, and then I'll post them to their website for them. So basically they can focus on running their company and the operations. You know, don't have to worry about the marketing, it's getting done. Because yeah. a lot of us know what to do. We just don't have the time to do it. So yeah. I give them time to be in their business and run their business. Yeah. Is there any type of business that you work with or any specific? I just got through with a meeting with my one client who's a, a rent a CFO. And then I have another client who's a, a business development consultant. I have another client who's an exercise coach. She wanted to build her classes. I work with nonprofits, you know, to help them, you know, get more donors, get more. Actually, with nonprofits, really, they want more exposure. So I do mostly write press releases and, and uh, you know, try to get the media um, interviews and things like that to get them out there. Yeah. Um, to, you know, try to get supporters and donors. So yeah. no, there really isn't anything. I really just prefer, you know, um, small, you know, really mostly single own, you know, I call them solopreneurs okay. because they wear many hats and um, they just don't have time to do it all. A lot of them are very good at what they do. It's just that they're not really marketing, it's not their forte. So I literally become their outsourced marketing department and I'll just do anything, whatever it takes, you move them forward, basically. 
Yeah. Well, likewise, I'm not an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. <laughs> My client is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Do you do anything with uh, nonprofits in a volunteer? capacity? Oh, yeah, that's what I'm volunteering for Feed My People. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. I'm board president of the Modern American Dance Company, especially performing arts. It's been such a challenge over the last couple of years. People don't show up to, to mm -hmm. live and so it's been a real challenge. But yeah. we're really excited this year. I've got uh, 14 dancers and uh, getting ready to kick off our new year. So Wow, congratulations. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah, great. It's, a, it's a lot of fun. Working with nonprofits of any kind, I, I think, is ex extremely rewarding. I've done a lot of work with Gateway to Dreams. I don't know if you're f familiar with that one. Karen Hoffman is the founder of that. And uh, it's really a group of members who uh, really kind of um, encourage each other to go for their dreams, whether it's personal or business. Okay. And then we introduce to people who can help them move forward and really attain that dream. I was started out mm, five years ago with them. And I was kind of at loose ends. I didn't really know where I was going, what I was going to do. My business partner had gone. I didn't know what the heck I was going to do. So yeah. I wandered into a meeting and uh, found all these supportive people. And they said, you can do it. Go for it. Nice. What else should we know about your business or about you? <laughs> well, uh, let's think. Uh, well, I'm a I don't even tell from the accent. I'm originally from England, and I was a, a Navy brat. My father was in the Royal Navy, so I came to St. Louis knowing nobody and being totally different. I was 17 at the time. Then I went to work at the British Consulate General, and I was the British proconsul here for five years. And then Margaret Thatcher came into uh, office and closed 37 posts worldwide, so St. Louis was one of them. So I went to work for the old Sticks Baron Fuller as their publicity director. My background's pretty heavily in uh, PR and, and, um, and publicity. Just had an extensive kind of career just um, mainly in, in the PR field, really, because I kind of look at social media as the old PR, although I don't get as heavily into it as you do, but even um, promotional products. It's good PR when somebody sees something sitting on their desk or they're using something at home or that's useful that you, because everybody likes to get free stuff. So I just love what I do. I, lo I love meeting people. I love helping people. I just love it when my clients are successful. I feel like I'm, I'm successful. Makes me think of one of the most influential books that led me into my career path now is The New Rules of Marketing and PR by David Meerman Scott. I mean, what an important mm -hmm. book that was, you mm -hmm. know. That and, and the guys at HubSpot creating the concept of end mm -hmm. marketing, you know, roughly at the same time. And, mm -hmm. you know, the e myth and the duct tape marketing and all of mm -hmm. that kind of happened. It's definitely picked up steam. And, while it's very frustrating at times, yeah, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but it changes over the years. I mean, yeah. All yeah. the time. All the time. Right. Uh, 20, what, seven years ago in uh, 1997, we built a business on direct mail, literally. Yeah. It's a yeah. business on direct mail. And then the internet came and we're like, ah. That's not going to help. <laughs> and now look at it. You just have to stay with it and learn and try. But don't give up on some of the, you really have to do everything. Don't give up on some of the old methods because I hate to say this because it's your business. But <laughs> people rely on social media to build their business. And it's a great help. And it's a huge part.
of growing a business, but there are other, you know, there's networking, there's all kinds of things that they can be doing along with their social media in order to move up to the next level. Yeah, I actually think social media is overrated for most businesses. It is very hard to stand out in the crowd for social media. Yes. And everybody thinks it's a silver bullet, it's free, it's something that I can do. Mm -hmm. It's not free anymore. When you look at Facebook news feed from a page, mm -hmm. you're going to show up to a fraction, maybe 6% if right. it's a post. If you're lucky and it's a video, maybe up to 15% of the people right. who like your page. Right. Not, not to everybody else on Facebook. It's just right. the people who like your page. And people think that it's a silver bullet and it's going to be a huge game changer. And it's not. I mean, and you're absolutely right. Email marketing it, it is still works really well. Mm -hmm. you have to do it correctly. And direct mail still works really well. As a matter of fact, I think direct mail is making a pretty nice comeback. It is a channel that helps you stand out. It's a lot less competitive than a lot of people used to think that it was. Yeah, we're not getting as much mail as we used to. So anybody that's got something tangible in their hand, you're going to get their attention, you know, no matter what it is. Well, thanks so much, Diane. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it, too. We've been chatting about marketing, my favorite subject. <laughs> I, I do. I'm a philosophy major as an undergraduate. I love learning. That's why I love what I do, because it, it constantly changes. And I don't do a lot of the stuff that you do, but I have to be aware of it because I want to inform and advise my clients and refer them to somebody like you because right. it, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And even though we're in marketing, you know, it's like any other business, you know, never be, you know, never be afraid of what you think is your competition because you can always refer, you know, they may not be doing, you know, some of the, the stuff that you're doing and then you're going to look for somebody who could help them. Um, and same, you know, same with them. So yeah. always get, always, you know, reach out and get to know them. Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for chatting. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please be sure and subscribe to the Real Producers Partners podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We'd love for you to review us wherever you get your podcasts. Visit rppp.rocks for more episodes and links to set up a free consultation with the host of this podcast. Thanks again and stay tuned.